All right, it's Wednesday. The Yankees won. That's that's not enough. That doesn't give give the this. It's Wednesday, October. I didn't hate it. It's all right, Jake. You didn't hate it. It's Wednesday, October eighteenth. The Yankees are one win away from going to the World Series. They complete the home sweep of the Astros. We get Tanaka. We get the good bats. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. Go Yankees! <laughs> it's not save that for the end of the show. Did right. I do that at the right time or no? All right, my name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from California. I got my co-host Jake. He's coming to you from Denver. We are transplanted Yankee fans, originally from Connecticut. Say hi, Jake. Hey, I'm coming from Grand Junction today, man, so be cool about it. I hear Grand Junction's got a lot of drugs. No, Grand Junction's very nice. Yeah, I made that up. Anyway. Oh, come on. But I, you can't. Grand Junction and Denver, two very different places, and two places that don't want to be associated with each other. Grand Junction, so, very. Well, we don't need to get into what I was going to say. Coming from the Hampton Inn right now. Nice. I'm coming from. Uh, the spare bedroom in the house that I live in, where I where I'm always coming from. What's... And we're talking Yanks. <laughs> we're talking Yanks. We'll get to the Yanks. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. First, Maybe. first, I have an, an a motion, an order of business, Jake. Okay, to start it sure. off, I have something very important. All the listeners, all the listeners, who doubted Masahiro Tanaka who weren't on board with Tanaka when he was, you know, laying eggs, when he was being bad, who wanted to DFA him, who were saying, you know, just all the bad things out, didn't trust him, didn't think he should deserve a chance to redeem himself. If that's one of you and you're listening to the podcast, I'd like you to repeat after me. So I'll go slow. Forgive me, God, for I have sinned. It has been two weeks since my last confession. I lost face in Masahiro Tanaka. I am sorry for my sins. I have offended you. I know I should love you above all things. Well, let's act like Tanaka's God. Anyway, say sorry. That's what I'm getting at. Say sorry. I got a tweet. It was like, who expected this from Tanaka? Hey, yo, me, me. That is what I expected from Tanaka. That's what Tanaka is. Tanaka's really good. Yeah. Really good. And he, really good. And he, he, he gave up three hits over seven innings. One of them blooped in, which Hicks or Castro, like one of them should have caught that ball. Yeah. The other ones, whatever, he he hit McCann. Well, he, he hit McCann once, then he walked McCann another time, which I was in favor of three because he got him to a 3-1 count. Yeah. But he that was big. Two on, one out, strikes out both of them. He's fired up. Hat was coming off. He was uh, feeling good, looking good. I mean, he outdued Keuchel. And they kind of said that, like, this is the third time these two guys meet. And uh, Tanaka is probably getting pissed, always feeling like the lesser of the two in the, all the promos and broadcasts and shit. Thank God that it came true. And, uh, I mean, he was everything you expect and want from Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah, I mean, what what's going on at the stadium and how Tanaka pitches at the stadium and how he's pitching been lately? Been pitching lately, <laughs> excuse me. Um, you, you, you like should have known this was coming. 
It's, it sounds it sounds kind of cocky, but I was blindly confident about this game. I I mean I think we both put it down as a win yesterday, right? Before we even yeah, we both put it. I was so confident in this game. I even talked to uh, uh, my dad and then uh, Justin Diamond. He's pretty. He's kind of got a presence on Yankees Twitter. He was DMing me, and I was like, I am overly confident in this game, which scares me more than if I was nervous, because I'm like yeah. I don't want to get blindsided. But I just thought. The bats came alive. Figured we would. I didn't know how much we would get the Keiko, but I knew I knew Tanaka was going to deal. I knew the home. Like I said, where I was confident at home. I said if we won one game out in Houston, that we would have the series at home. Yeah. Which, like, I had no doubt in my brain that we were going to win all three of these games at home. The stadium's rocking. It's a buzz. It's a new atmosphere. I mean. Awesome is the only, like, word I know. A lot of people use this cool slang, like hype, or my old roommate said David used to say cherry when it, or tits. I just say awesome, and it was awesome. I'm not cool enough to say other slang. I got to know my wow. place. Awesome. It's, um, man, it was, the stadium rocked for three straight nights. I mean, they were comparing it to, like, a college sports game, which is insane. Insane. Um, stadium did their part. Uh, yeah, it was cool. We got to Keiko as much as he did because, and we won't talk too much of the logistics, but I think Keiko's, if there's a game seven, Keiko would have been viewed as a super weapon if he had another Keiko versus the Yankees start. And now that's kind of also neutralized. I, I don't neutralize like isn't a baseball term, but we, <laughs> they're, they're best pitching weapons, an interesting term, but <laughs> I mean, they're if they need if they need anything more than three outs out of their bullpen, the Yankees are sorry, Brad, but we're peacocking around. I mean, there's no fear. Yeah. Um, but go Yankees. And it was really good. I, go ahead. I so the I don't know. I I guess normally I I don't know if I'm the optimistic guy. If you're the downer guy, I feel like we're both optimistic. But I when really we don't. get when we get pessimistic, we both get low. There was one episode of this where you just cussed out all of our, all of your Twitter followers. I think it was so, it was two followers, and and that was about three days ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, I I guess the thing that you brought up yesterday, and I I don't know if I don't want to back down because of arrogance or how I feel about it, but we talked about the rotation coming into the series. Perfect, and I guess. Well, no, here's the one thing that I'll defend the other way is the way Tanaka pitched today when he's our ace and he shows it is that Tanaka could have been slated for a potential game seven. I hope it's a conversation. I hope it's a conversation that doesn't have to be had. But when Tanaka's on, he's on and he's the one. But but I'd rather I'd still rather Tanaka I'd, I'd rather the chances of Tanaka going twice be higher and a game five gives you one in five gives you a much higher chance yeah. to see Tanaka twice than game three and seven. Again, it's, it's the other side of the argument. I'm, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. You could go either way with it. If Sonny won the first game and then Tanaka still have stud self at the stadium, potentially the series is over. I, again, that's a very other side of the spectrum view. Things are looking very good for the Yankees right now, but just just a, a seat in the back of the head. We got That's all I'm saying. 
We got a we're one win away from going to the World Series, and we have the ace. Our I mean Tanaka. Seppi was our ace all season. We have him on the young ace. The, we have him on the bump in a game. The one. prince, the prince who was promised. Yeah. So I am more than happy with the pitch, the rotation, the way it worked out, <laughs> and the the way it's gonna play out from here. I want to go in straight into our our buddy Rusty sent this stat over to me, and it just I mean everyone knows the pitching the Yankees pitching has been dominant. It kind of got overlooked for a little bit. And then the media started picking it up and talking about it at, like yeah. a lot. But Bregman came in to these after games one and two. Bregman came into the stadium batting 200. He left batting 118. Altuve came in batting 625. He left batting 278. Correa came in batting 429, left batting 263. Guriel started at 400 and left 235. Altuve went. Like 0 for 10 in these three games? So I, I'll, not to fully cut you off, I'll let you continue, but I, my stat of the day, again, not the stat guy, it was during the middle of the game, I think it was the fifth inning, and Buster only tweeted that the Astros, the Astros not named Altuve and Correa were 11 for 100 during the series. And my response to that, which was my talking point yesterday and still partially today, was at that point in the game, Correa and Altuve were one for 18. I think they finished two for 22, something around there. Yeah. But, man, you talk about star power and this, that, and the other, and, you know, especially with Gary and Judge doing it again, the games that the Stars have played well, their teams have won. (laughs) Again, not, not rocket scientists on my end. But at the same time, I mean, it's just funny. It's funny how you could show stats because Buster only mid-game five was putting the rest of the Astros under the bus when right now Altuve and Correa should be more under the bus than their teammates. Yeah, Altuve. In in my opinion. So Altuve in these three games went 0 for 10 with zero hits, zero RBIs, two strikeouts, and seven left on base. We've neutralized yep. Altuve just by throwing him breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, and he's just swinging out of his feet. Yeah, isn't that kind of funny? The two MVPs, two of the most opposite people on our planet, were both very much neutralized by the breaking ball. Yeah, although, although Judge now is hitting three thirteen on the series, so Judge is having a, a good series now. Yeah, I mean it. I'll the way you were talking about the Tanaka people, I'll send it at the judge people if you want to move him down. Um, because he was having great at bats the whole time, or he was seeing a lot of pitches the whole time. I won't say he was having great at bats, but he was um, having he was having good at bats this series, the Indian series. He was having dreadful at bats, even game Verlander had bad at bats, but even Keiko game one, judge kind of had good at bats, yeah. And he's um, Ben, he's. He's a special player, and I guess the my final part of that statement is if you gave him hate when he was swinging at those down-and-away curveballs and sliders, give him the love now because homeboy's, homeboy's playing. Yeah, yeah, coming through. Um, Didi is batting 300 on the series, and Bird's batting 308 with 12 walks in his last, like, 12 games. And Headley's batting 455, and if Reddick didn't rob him, he's batting like 500. 
The DH problem is solved. Chase Ball's got it on lock. Three hits today. You would agree? I I mean I uh, it was a tweet I didn't pull the trigger on, but man, I it'll be a lot more impactful if we invest advance to the World Series. But I was gonna say <laughs> thanks Houston for getting our DH spot back. <laughs> yeah, because it went it went from it went from a black hole slash start your favorite stat, the seventh worst hitter in baseball in Austin Romine to Chase Henley's a threat again and a mean threat. Dude, I love uh, I love everyone on the team, so I say I love guys too much. But listen, my little brother Lucas, Luke, texted me because he's watching every playoff game. He casual fan in the regular season, but now he's fully fully in. I'm sure there's millions of those out there and I don't sure I don't blame that at all. I don't like some people were like, you didn't watch every game. Shut up. Let fans be yeah. fans. I, who, who the fuck cares? Anyway, Luke texted me. He said, I love Headley. He just seems like a dad trying to do so well all the time and then so relieved when he finally does. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I said, ha that's why Jake and I love him so much. Everything he does is such a battle and he goes all out war every at bat and either get comes out of the other side like incredibly angry or incredibly angry happy. <laughs> it's funny. It seems like this season for him is almost like now it's like an ode to the younger guys. Like, I don't know if he feels like the younger guys gave him more life and he started playing better baseball, but like it, the way he plays, it's exactly what your brother said, but it's the way he's playing is he feels like he owes the younger guys something, yes, <laughs> which is normally yes. the opposite. Yes, he's playing. <laughs> he's playing like he's in debt to like a mob boss and and just has to get shit done. Like he fell in the shower and was drowning, and then like Judge saw him and was like, "I chase, <laughs> I, you're gonna be okay." And that's so. That's an image. I will, I will pay you back, Aaron. It's like, nah, Chase, it's cool. Like, no. Yeah. And then he goes, gets, grinds out like a, hits the ball to third. Dude throws it over first. He gets the pass ball, goes to second. He's like, there you go. Whatever the plan, I am with you. Whatever Can you get the, that in gift form yet? Whatever the plan, I am with you. I think I have that in gift form. I'll drop that audio here. Well, that'll be a lot of work. Maybe I won't. Um, yeah. Okay, where do we want to go? Where are we going to go? Well, I, we, I had Chase on the as list. Crazy, as, as crazy as it is, we haven't talked about the game too much. Um, Tanaka, obviously incredible. Um, Bird with the start of it. Well, Castro. Um, Let's give Castro credit for the two-out double. Right. Give Castro's love, which we – we or you retweeted from Justin Havens. Um, it was – he said, it, you know, everyone's had a big hit. It was Castro's time. So we'll give Castro some love. Um. Man, it, you know, it's it's funny, and it's probably a spoiled Yankee thing because we've had a lot of good teams. But the Yankees dynasty was, especially before OBP and pitches really took off, the Yankees, that's what they were known for. They used to just wear on pitchers. Like, even if even if you had a good start, if things pitched one earned run against the Yankees, you were coming out in the fifth inning because they were going to work you Mm-hmm. throughout those five innings. And, man, it just felt like that inning where they kind of they took the doors off. Like, it just feels like it never stops. And that's, I mean, especially, I, I give them love every broadcast, but the guys at the bottom of the lineup, when Chase is, Chase is back, 
Todd Frazier is Todd Frazier could be a cleanup hitter on a lot of major league teams. And he's been batting last for us some nights. So it's, I mean, it's just a relentless lineup. If anywhere in the lineup, if there's a runner on base, it's a threat to be a two run homer, mm-hmm. which is just powerful stuff. So, um, go Yanks. So, the bottom of the lineup is key. We had uh, the seven, eight, nine. We had four hits out of them, three coming from Chase. But Bird with a big two out RBI after Castro got the two out double. The players that got RBIs in this game, and this is where it's really, really fun. The players that got RBIs in this game are Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, D.D. Gregorius, and Greg Bird. That's the youth, the future. I mean, you can't not love that. I mean, obviously you're going to love whoever gets RBIs. If if the if Gardner and Headley go get RBIs, you're saying, good, carry us, because the, the young guys, they're a little gun-shy. But yeah. for those and young I mean, guys I'm, to fully I'm, come through. I mean, in Gary, uh, I had my tweet written out where I have the guy shaking the L. Gary sign and my man with all the exclamation points. Uh, as soon as Gary stepped in the box, I typed that out. I got the gift ready because there was no way Gary wasn't coming through in that spot. In my brain, I, yeah. Just like we were winning this game, no way. I had, I, I rarely do that because you know you got, you got to believe in jinxes sometimes. I was like, well, yep. Gary's gonna come through here. I want to be the first one to get this tweet out. Soon as he connects, I didn't even see if it was a double, single, whatever. Boom, my man. Yep. I, it, it, they're, I, they're locked in. They're scary. Yeah, and I hate to say, so a couple things. I'm gonna toot my own horn first again. You have a horn because I toot my own horn. Yep. And I, I tooted it last night on the exact same thing. Is that I I said it during that Red Sox series. I forget when it was, but Ben and Tandy outplayed Judge to you about stars outplaying stars. And I, I didn't depict it in a good way at all. I, <laughs> I I kind of put the game of baseball down. It was kind of terrible. But the every game that each team stars have played better, they've won. It's also been home field, but it's when Correa and Altuve had days, the Astros won. When Gary, Judge, Didi have had days, it's been the Yankees. And so there's that. But the, the thing that I think has partially led to that is the fear factor. And the fact that the Astros aren't confident in a win until the last out in the ninth inning Versus the Yankees being confident if they have the lead after about the fourth inning that they're going to win the game. You can just see it in the players' demeanors and how they act. Like, it's – I don't even know. Like, when when the Yanks are up, those guys get to put their shoulders down because, like, the bullpen's expected to win. Like, Judge and Gary, like, their strikeout issues go out the window Mm because they already have the lead. So those guys can – hashtag Brad Peacock up there and do their thing. And the rest, like, it's almost like they're doing bonus points on a test. Like, hell, but it's not, like, reckless. It's not like, well, shoot, we've already got the lead. Let's all swing for the fence. It's like, no, we've, we've got the lead. We're probably going to win this. Let's just fucking play ball. Any Anything we, anything else we do, like, yeah, let Massa throw another inning. We'll give him another run. Sure. And then – so it's. And Gary did that with that Homer 0-2 pitch. I was driving in the car. I think I've said this before on my way home from my office to home. I call my dad and have him give me play-by-play because 
the radio's like a minute behind and right. I get the tweets anyways and then I can ask my dad questions and shit. And he's like, oh, two to Gary Curveball. And then my dad just starts screaming his ass off. I'm like, oh, my God. And yeah. then I ran inside and um, it was on in the house on delay. Gary smashed the fuck out of that O2 curveball. Yeah. What a terrible pitch that was to throw an O2 curveball cement mixer just right over the middle of the plate. What are you thinking, Peacock? Yeah. What do you think? It's peacocking out there. Yeah, it's um that that was pretty awesome. I mean, it's uh I don't know. I guess it it sounds hilarious that in a in a 2-2 series game 5 where the Yankees played great baseball, there's almost not a ton to like discuss. Discuss. Well, we have like it just it just happened. Tanaka dealt. They got rid of Keuchel. The big bats did it. The other guys were having a good time. Chase ball. Chase ball, baby. Well, we do have uh, Mike Giannetti. He sends he's sending us his his bullets. Giannetti's goods, sure. call it. So we can go through sure. that. See if that sparks anything we haven't talked about. One. It was a matter of time before Gary and Judge got it going. Kudos to management for sticking with their guns and letting them settle in in their spots in the lineup. We were we we touched on that. Uh, yeah. Go go confess uh, for your sins for everyone that was giving up on them after three games after they had done it for the entire season. So I mean I think Judge is is live or die, and he when he slumps he looks terrible, and when he does good he looks amazing, and I think. Hopefully next season we come to be a little more patient or understanding with that because I doubt he changes. Why, why would he change yeah, when the good it, is so good? That, that was one of the things that went through my head. I mean, Gary is kind of funny because he hasn't had the huge inconsistencies. Like, you you just say, okay, Gary's probably going to get a little better. He's If he's going to be healthy, that guy's going to be a 40 home run, 100 RBI threat for the next, you know, five to ten years, depending, you know, how he ages, et cetera, et cetera. Judge is kind of funny because everyone's seen him slump and you get these mixed emotions about him instantly that like, you know, he could go Dave Kingman and be this 30 to 40 homer guy on a, on a year, a ton of strikeouts, you know, is the league going to figure him out more? Is he going to try to adjust a lot? What's going to happen? Man, the scary thing that I think is getting ignored is what if Judge figures it out more? Well, then he's... like then we're, I I and I I know that's so that's what's crazy. Yeah. Well, then he's now now if he if he doesn't chase some of those bad pitches, if he, I don't know, makes kind of a normal career progression as a major league baseball player, this guy is going to be incredible. The, what I was thinking about today, and I had I had some talks with our our friend Chapin, which didn't help. He's a Sox fan and <laughs> kind of a quack. <laughs> um a, a tasteful friendly quack we like him uh no he was i we were talking about some of the future of the yankees today with judge gary blah 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 and he was and i'll you know your your following's gonna love this i'll feed the animals a little bit is he was talking about now that jeter's running the marlins he was saying that a Giancarlo stanton trade to the Yankees would be possible. Cause I was talking about them signing Harper. That's a huge, and I was like, I said, I said, Chapin, that's cool. We've already got one of those. We're, we're good on Giancarlo's. Yeah. Which again, Hey, Hey, we'll take him if it happens. Yeah, but, no, that's like a big thing going around the internet that, that Jeter's going to, cause they're, 
Giancarlo's out. Jeter said he's trading him. Giancarlo said he doesn't want to be there anymore. So that is big in the internet streets that Yankees are going to trade for him. Yeah, I mean, would would be kind of cool depending on what you'd have to give up, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I'm not even going down that road. I'm just saying, I so Giancarlo this year, and I'll if I'm filling the fans in or not, I mean, Giancarlo had an, had an amazing year. Almost broke the, like, natural home run record or whatever we want to call it um Giancarlo made a huge adjust adjustment this year he he closed his stance completely because he's he kind of did what judge did this year he said I'm a monster human if I get the barrel of the bat on the ball it goes 420 (laughs) so um that was kind of his adjustment this year and that's kind of what made him incredible man that's I I guess that was kind of the thing that lit up my eyes today was yeah, Judge could kind of, you know, this could be a miracle season a little bit. He regresses towards the mean. He wasn't really a known entity for a while. His his future career is a lot more curveballs. And yeah, he's a he's a 250, 35 home run guy. That's the base of the spectrum. This guy could be absolutely incredible and re this guy could redefine baseball. What if we've got what if baseball turns into a bunch of tight ends just trying to put the barrel of the bat on the ball? I know, I know that's ridiculous, but yeah. maybe it's not. Maybe I mean maybe I, in 50 years I'm Dick Vitell. What? I don't think um I think I don't think he can yeah. do better than what he did in the first half. I think that would be his potential, would be 330 average, 30 home runs. Uh I don't yeah. I don't think I think we saw peak Aaron Judge. I think I don't. I mean, if he can do better than that, he can't. He, that's that was his first half was amazing. Exactly. We're saying the first half of his rookie year, and I I think the stat that got me going on this was they were saying either last night or tonight was his first two hit game off of curveballs or something like that. Two two hit game off of off speed pitches. Some it was it was a weird kind of dumb stat, but at the same time, it makes you think like. God, this guy's a rookie. He's never done something like that before. Like you, baseball is a silly game where you do a couple Todd Frazier swings and accidentally get two hits on curveballs. And this guy's never done that. So I, I don't know. I I guess that's something that I've been thinking about. All right, next point from uh, Mike. There's no there's no holes in this lineup anymore. Headley is back. Looked great since Redick robbed him in the Verlander game. We also agreed on that. Thanks Houston for getting Headley going. Todd, Todd's been going. And Bird, keep going. So, we got a great lineup. Number three, this bullpen has been out of control. I have full trust in Canely, Chad, D-Rob, and Chapman. There's no one I cringe at coming in. They've been incredible every step of the way. It's like you said, we don't go to a World Series without Chapman being Chapman. And, man, is Chapman back to being Chapman. Yeah. And I, I used to say that we needed Batances to be Batances too. But that was before I realized that Canely is fucking Tommy Boy, the man in the postseason. His changeup for strike three is so nasty. I made a gif of it. I posted on the blog on the gif roundup. And it's just spinning and dropping. And it's a strike looking or swinging. He's got it both ways. He just drills that outside corner to righties. The bullpen, we have four guys. Four and Three of them can go two innings easily. So Yeah, I, I I said it the other day, I'll continue to toot my own horn and not yours. Is 
when we look back at this Yankee team, like I, I love looking at old rosters because you see, you see guys that you kind of loved slash forgot about Ramiro Mendoza type guys, this, that, and the other. When you look back at this Yankee roster, you're going to see five guys that were major league closers for like a period of time, not like a flash in the pan. I were I, obviously <laughs> this could be an hour conversation after the season, but Dylan Betances is is going to get opportunities at at some point in his career. Chad Green is is <laughs> the white Mariano. Can can I start saying that? I don't know the the white ninety five Mariano Rivera. Uh, Robertson's already done it. Canley's going to get a chance and probably be too nuts for whatever city he goes to, but still cool. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's well, I, hopefully you know, it's we have them all locked up for the next three years, so those chances won't be coming quickly. And it's not, man, not again, it's wrong. funny. It's funny how you can skew stats, and they were. They were talking about the, they were talking about the Astros being built like the Giants team that won the championship, and the Royals team that won the championship hitting wise, and I was I was like you know what that, if you remember the Royals team for anything you're gonna remember that bullpen and, yeah. and that's contact. where the Yankees are at and it's, so it's the fear, so not only is it fear when Houston or the other team is down early because you're saying that the door gets shut at a certain point. But I, I, it's probably a factor for Houston's bullpen is that if they have, if they don't have a big lead, you know, it's, I don't know. It's, there's like a baseball mentality, like late in the game. Like if your reliever were to get clipped, you're like, all right, this guy normally locks people up. We got to get it back. We're going to get it back. Today's the day. Man, the way the Houston bullpen's pitching, it's like, shoot, if we give something up, we're like fully fucked. <laughs> yeah, they're fucked. And and they have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of our bullpen and all our guys being studs and we love them all right now, get get this. So the, the last pitcher not named CC Sabathia to get a win in an, in an ALCS game for the Yankees, someone threw out this trivia the other day, was a reliever, picked up a win. Tell me honestly if this name rings a bell to you. Dustin Mosley. No. Yeah, same here. 100% no. 100% no. Completely didn't know him. Now, this was in 2010. I followed the Yankees the same exact way I followed the Yankees. Now, I, that was our first year at DBC House. I watched every single game. I was I went to playoff games with my dad. I, you know, I intently watched the the 2010 Yankees the same way I watched 2017 Yankees. I completely forget Dustin Mosley. I had to know him at the time. I had to, he came out of the pen for us. Who on this Yankees team am I going to forget in nine years? Eight years. My, I'll probably forget Jaime Garcia was on the team. Maybe, maybe that Chase, but, but Chase and Shreve, but he doesn't even on the playoff roster. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the answer, well, it's tricky, right? Because Dustin Mosley obviously is kind of a fluky thing. Um, I just brought up his career stats. He pitched in the major leagues for a while, and then like I kind of talked myself into into knowing his name. He he started some games for the Yankees that year. He started nine games in the regular season. Uh-huh. Um, man, I, I guess it's it's a tricky. The first name that popped up for me, 
and it was partially because you mentioned Jaime was Jordan Montgomery. But he'll just be a because I think for a couple more years. Well, that's the thing. I but I think that's going to be the trivial part about it that he's going to be a part of the Yankees coming up. That when we look back in ten years, we say, "Oh shoot, I didn't even realize he was on that team you'll because be like, he wasn't be like, a part of the playoffs." You'd be like, "Oh yeah, that was his rookie season." I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I I mean I I guess the guy guy on the Yankees that you forget about. I mean, could you say Jacoby? Because, you know, a, a guy that came in with MVP potential and was a huge signing is now a pinch runner for us. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But Honestly, the, the, so the other name that stuck out to me, and I've, I've started thinking future Yankees a little too much recently, is uh, Hicksy. Because I, I think Hicksy's kind of a guy that's in a weird spot. He's He's playing great baseball. He's not fully a part of the youth revolution. And if the Yankees were to go away from Brett Gardner in a few years, you could see a slappy type speed center fielder trying to fill Gardner's role. So I, I'd say that would be a wild card answer that you'd be like, wow, that Aaron Hicks had one really good major league season. Like, what, what was that? <laughs> like, I, I guess I guess that's it. I, I, I'd like Hicksie. I hope it's not that. But yeah, my point is question. like previous years, there's always some. Slub in the bullpen, you don't really, you know, like, I'm not going to remember this guy. DeBasso Marte, probably, like, yeah, he will. But we have four studs. We should have five, but Batances is being an idiot. That's crazy. Next to next Mike's point. Bird postseason beast. Pitchers fear him. Three walks yesterday. I think 12 walks in the 11 games or whatever. So happy Joe and Cash kept faith in what he could be, and it's paid off for them. Now, a lot of you need to repent for your sins with Greg Bird, but I won't force you to because it was a little more understandable. We even kind of said, do what you got to do, Greg. As soon as I knew he was coming back, I was all in. I I am self-appointed president of the Greg Bird fan club. People thought I was talking shit about him today because I was laughing about how slow he is. Look, that's not talking shit about Greg Bird. He's slow as fuck, and it's kind of funny when it's not hurting us. Yeah, you you and me are still going to have a full Greg Bird conversation this offseason. About how he's the future first baseman of the Yankees? No, I'm I'm still in on that. I will we'll we'll get there. We're not not for today, babe. All right. Well, um, pitchers Greg, are Greg Bird's good. I'll I'll still compare him to Tino for now. Yeah, he's got a great eye at the plate. I mean, the walks are good. I don't know how much pitchers are fearing him, but they're being careful and he is fully taking advantage. I think that's all we've got. We're pitching amazing. We're hitting. It's coming alive. Judge and Greg, uh, Gary. So we got our stud, Sebi. Don't get the yips on us. Give yeah, us a game, performance. Game six. Give, give me, give me some, give me some honest thoughts. Honest thoughts is Verlander. I thought Verlander looked way more impressive than Keuchel did. Game two and game one. I was. Keuchel was good, right? Like he shut us down. But Verlander, I was kind of in awe of the way he was. He was being a bully out there. Like if I was, if it was Tanaka pitching or Sevy, I would be saying my patented, I mean, I can change the video to me instead of you since you're peeing. But I would say the patented Verlander was just being bully. There's, there was a point in that game when Verlander was pitching against us where he was just throwing fuck you fastballs right down the middle first pitch saying, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hit this. Here you go. Deal with that. Um, so, but the Yankees, 
ability to make adjustments to get to these pitchers a second time around. Bauer looked Bauer carved us up better in game one of the ALDS. Bauer carved us up better than any pitcher has carved us up in this play, postseason thus far. That was the most impressive, I thought. Verlander's a close second. So, but we figured it out on Bauer. He was also on short rest. Let's figure it out on Verlander. I don't think it's out of the question at all. If Verlander does good, we are set up much better than them for a game seven pitching-wise. So it doesn't fully scare me, but it scares me that I'm not going to be able to watch game seven. So I need them to win Friday. And I need them... I mean, the Yankees have to be... Like, the hitting coach, Girardi, look at their bullpen, guys. We need to get Verlander out of this game. You need to foul pitches off. You need to take pitches. We don't need to get a single run off Verlander. We just need to knock him out in the sixth inning. And it's crazy because yeah, Verlander can go 120 pitches. So it's not exactly, a com- it's yeah. not a combination it, that can happen. Yeah, it it's not going to be no if Verlander has no runs, dude, they'll they'll pitch they'll pitch him further than that and he'll pitch further than that. I understand that. It was just I was Hyper hyperbolic a little bit, saying right. the goal one has to be get Verlander, see pitches, make him throw a lot of pitches, and then with that, hopefully we get two, three, four runs. Um, but it'll be tough. I, I think it's gonna be tougher than Keiko. Yeah. The so I I'd say the the coin flip in that scenario was home field. I think whoever was pitching at the stadium would be at a obviously a a bigger disadvantage. I mean, the way the, because it's Verlander now is becoming like a historical postseason pitcher, which is, is something. Again, we'll, we'll still see. Um, but in the way Keichel had previously dominated us in the past, if it was in Houston, et cetera, et cetera. But and you're right. It's all on Justin Verlander. It's does he have another epic game in his arm? If we get Verlander out before the eighth inning, it's a Yankees win. I mean, that's that's straight up where my mindset is. The uh, So I, I think what's going to be interesting either about the next game or the next two games is, so if you're Houston, right, because sometimes you got to put on the other hat, put on the other hat. If you're Houston, you're going back saying, okay, this series is all about home field advantage. We're going back home to Houston. We've got Justin Verlander, a Hall of Fame pitcher, who's starting to put up insane postseason numbers. You know, we're we're going back to our house and we're going to take this Verlander and then a game seven, just do it. If you're the Yankees, you're saying, we should have won five games this series. <laughs> um, we're, we're, everybody's hot right now. We've got our regular season ace. We're going to take this. And if we don't, who fucking cares? We've got CC game seven. We're going to ball out. I think what's going to be interesting and potentially a telling sign if the Yankees do advance to the World Series is Houston is bringing everything they've got for game six. It's Verlander. It's back in Houston. I mean, they're bringing they're bringing everything. If they get past that game, they're just going to say, well, fuck it. Game seven. We're going to do whatever we got to do to figure it out. If the Yankees can win game six in Houston against Verlander, against the best lineup in baseball, I mean, this team is going to be 
just blindly confident and, I mean, fearsome, just absolutely fearsome. If they come in and they take game six, they take four consecutive games slash kind of six, <laughs> the way they played the first two. I mean, it's it, – I'm very excited to see it. I think it's almost – I don't know. Again, with that blind confidence in CC for game seven, game six feels like the house money game. Like, well, fuck it. Let's go. This is everything they've got. Let's go at these dudes. Let's just do it. Yeah, it feels like game seven is clearly in our favor pitching wise uh, with CC plus our bullpen and with them without a pitcher. Someone on short rest plus their bullpen. That's fucking a mess for them. I'm guessing it would be McCullers on short rest or something like that. But yeah, so you're Yeah, they, they they probably go in thinking McCullers Keikel to get through like six innings. Here's something else that is is more me talking myself in into it. Uh so don't don't try and confuse this with stats. It's very going to be biased. The Yankees, this is a team that comes back even during the regular season they would have a brutal loss where they're just like, fuck, that sucked. Next game, they'd come back and win. They've done that all year where they rip our hearts out and then come back and put up a great effort. They love that. And we've seen it now. We just were down 2-0. We won a series. We're down 2-0. We're up 3-2. I know nothing about this Houston team, but they're good. I don't know if that's in, maybe if someone has a friend that's a Houston fan. They're all weird fans anyway. Is that in this team's DNA? Does Houston get back up? I know they went through a terrible stretch. So did we. Do they get back up? Because momentum's a real thing. They came in 2-0 and just got toyed with in the stadium. Are they dead? Do we kill them? Is it going to be Verlander and a bunch of dead at dead hitters? Because if the hitters don't get up, we got it. The other oh. thing. Now this is the – oh, you want to – you can comment on that if you want. I'll just comment on that briefly is I think it's going to be like, what was it? Game. Oh, game four. When the Yankees were down four, nothing. Uh-huh. And I was, I was from what I've told from Twitter and friends that went to the game, I was told the stadium was in a very nervous state. Uh-huh. It was quiet. It's that kind of quiet, nervous buzz. If, if the Houston, if Houston doesn't get a lead, by the fifth inning, that stadium is going to very much have the nervous buzz. I agree. I, so yeah, I, that's, if, that's what I've got on that. And just like just like Game Five against the Indians, Didi hits a home run first inning against Kluber. If if Verlander tries to throw Gary a fuck you fastball right down the middle first pitch, and Gary takes him deep in the fir- in the first inning, if we get a run across in the first inning and just Verlander's human, that's that place is going to be dead. That's that's a great call. So we need early that would, runs. That, that could pe- potentially for a team with a lot of young guys that haven't been around. That could if a an early run or a couple early runs on Verlander could turn into like a collapse in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so we got to do that. Now this is more of a negative thought that I crept crept in my head. We just threw CC Tanaka and Sonny at them. Tanaka is a Swiss Army man with pitches. CC has slider, curve, fastball, all about placement, all about working the zone, changing your eye level. Sonny Gray throws no one even knows because he just grips it and rips it. It's something new every single time. Four pitches minimum. Sevy throws two pitches. 
So there could be the Houston could say, okay, well, this guy throws two one time through. Let's see what's working better. And then you just sit on that. We don't have to worry about four pitches. And that's uh, so if Seve isn't savvy where he's got both of them completely going, you can see Houston in their brain, at least saying this is a simpler task. We all, it's not multiple choice anymore. It's 50%. Let's play the guessing game and try and tattoo them. Yeah, and I'll I'll say, building on that, something we haven't seen from Seve yet is kind of the CC realization. Like, CC knows if he gets five innings, like, he's he's the king of the world. <laughs> like, he's he's done more than enough, basically. Seve, like, honestly, if, I, if I'm the pitching coach, which I might be, no, I don't think I am. If I'm the pitching coach, I'm telling Seve, A, the first inning, obviously huge, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. I probably don't tell him that because I don't want him thinking it's huge. But if I'm telling, if I'm talking to Seve before the game, I say, hey, you know what you have to do to win this game? Is you have to do a good job on Altuve and Correa, each of them twice. That's it. If you take care of those guys twice, you're going to get the Yankees in the position they need to be to win the game. I, I genuinely think that. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting because, you know, Smolty has been talking about it a lot on the broadcast, how, you know, it's the old style of pitching, you know, only showing fastballs your first couple times through. So that third time through, you can start showing them other stuff. Nah, Sevy, get, <laughs> get these guys out <laughs> as early and as often as you can. Because the other thing, and I guess, I guess it's Jake's new segment, Jake's What to Watch For, W2W4, is, and it's <laughs> I've been saying this for about three months now, is the bullpen. Because what if it's, if it's a tie game? Do you sell out and pitch Chad and Robertson two innings? Because then yeah. if you don't win that game, you could set yourself up kind of tough for game seven. So that's. That's going to be very interesting to track. I I mean, in my opinion, game six is a Chad day, right? Yeah, he lines up. They're all they're all free. Canely went today, but they all have the off day tomorrow. So they're all so ba- so basically it's gonna be if if it's tied or the Yankees are down one or two, it's Chad Green Day. If the Yankees have the lead, then you just go you obviously go balls out, Robertson, Canely. Yeah. I mean, you have four innings. Good talk. Good talk, man. Um, I had something else I wanted to say, but I forget it now. Go Yanks, go. No more of these 2 o'clock starts, which fucking suck. Yeah. We have to win Friday for my mental state that this is pivotal. El Gary, I love you. Tanaka, I love you. Bird, I love you. Hicks. My my last my last thing I'm gonna I'm gonna feed the fans with. I'm gonna fuel fuel the fire with. During the, I think it was the sixth or seventh inning today. You know, you know what I typed into Google. What's that? I typed into Google, "How is home field for the World Series decided?" So best that's, record, best record, that, best record. Yeah, they changed it this year. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's okay, kind of fair. But that's that's what I'm gonna feed the. Uh, I think the I talking Yanks mafia. I think it works better for us. Uh, being a VOA team, just 
Who cares what happens in game one and two? You steal, you steal <laughs> one game on the road, you get three at home. I still think that's awesome. Yeah, that's that would be the argument for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's working out. Do we have a name for? Do we have a name for the Talking Yanks fan base yet? Should we try to think of something creative? Should we pass that on to the fan base? Yeah, the I I call them every now and then the appreciated. We appreciate them. The appreciated. Yeah, I like that. And dude, I love the list. I yeah. I wasn't fully on on the list. Next year, the list is going to be a thing on the Yes Network. That's early bold prediction. I was I was the I, list. The list is going to be a thing. I was wondering if I I was wondering if I bring the list out next year if it's gonna be like you know sometimes things live in one year and then you can't force it for the next but I rarely retweet things unless I think it's really informative or funny um, but the fucking list man all everyone that follows me that tweets to me put them on the I read every single one there's like I think there was like fifty plus today uh, people that tweeted me put them on the list I read every single one gleefully and I'm just like. <laughs> Fucking listed them. I love it. I love well, it. You know, you know my opinion. You're the next Mike Francesa. The list will be on the Yankee Stadium big board next year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Go Yanks, go. Go Yanks, go. Got, got any last words, Jake? Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Let's go.